This is Reset and can be found at mccabe.io. I'll be talking about anything that plugs in or takes batteries, mostly home automation, networking, home storage, and I'll be bringing some friends along. Reset was inspired by a bent paperclip that's sat on my desk for years. It reminds me that no matter how much we mess something up, there's usually a reset button. Let's get started. Welcome back to Reset, everybody. It's episode number 24. Thanks for tuning in. Feels like it's been forever, but I'm on a every two-week kind of uh, cycle, periodicity, I guess you want to call it. But again, thank you for listening to Reset, subscribing, share it with your friends. Follow me on Twitter at McCabe.io. Actually, you know the website if you ever want to go look at the show notes, McCabe.io. You can get to it there. Also, if it's easier to remember, Reset.fm. I got that one as well. So, hey, the first round of Reset stickers went out. And if you're listening to this show, you need to get one of these stickers. They're really cool. I've been uh, sticking them everywhere. I haven't resorted to like putting them on, uh, you know, strange vehicles, but that's next. So, but I would rather put them in your hands. Go out to patreon.com slash David McCabe and uh, just sign up for uh, a Patreon and it's just a dollar and you can get a sticker. I'll, I'll mail you a sticker. So new patron, Derek Watson. Thank you very much. I will. I'm getting your sticker out uh, for next round. So these rounds go. It's like the first two week or two of the month is when uh, is when the stickers go out. So Hey, you're, we're coming up on that. So if you're listening now, if you go now, you can get in on the next round of stickers. Reset.fm technology podcast sticker. Kind of cool. Okay. I want to follow back up with Mr. Backup. Mr. Backup was a show I did, what, two episodes ago? It was really popular. I got a lot of feedback about it. And... I got a lot of that, like, hey, this happened to me too, you know, ditto Dave. And, and you know, a couple of guys just said, hey, man, thanks for just being real, just keeping it real, you know. Things happen. Things happen that you can't control sometimes. And uh, it's kind of neat to be able to share my experiences with you and not have to worry about, you know, getting yelled at, like my wife for losing photos. So it was a, it was a fun episode to record for you. I'm glad things turned out good for me, honestly. I recovered the files and I was good to go. And so please go back a couple episodes if you're just now tuning in. Honestly, a lot of these episodes still like pertain to today. I mean, you could go all the way back to the Ecobee. We did an Ecobee 3 episode. I think that was almost what episode 4 maybe. You could go back to that. It's still pertinent today. And so we're going to be talking a little bit about some automation gear. And first I want to share, I had another issue of backups and lost files. I did. I don't, how can this hit me all at once? I guess maybe I should really check my backups for good. If things happen in threes, I don't want to be losing any more files. So when was it? It was February 
took our boys out to Phoenix and we visited some family. And we went, you know, gallivanting around. We went out to Superstition Mountain, which is really cool. I think I've mentioned this before. It's really got some nice, nice, like, history to it. Not necessarily nice, but interesting. So it's interesting to me. It's a beautiful place. And took a lot of video. And I took some video out in this spot where there was a river, like, flowing through rocks. And my boys were jumping on these rocks, you know, rock to rock. And, you know, none, none of them are the same distance apart. So they're, you know, they're navigating these rocks, having a good time. Like, you know, 8-year-old and 10-year-old boys will. Took some video. I took some B-roll of, you know, water flowing and, and different things. And I was going to make a video for these guys. Well, I did. I brought all those files home. I slapped them on the laptop and I started the video. I almost had it done. And I don't know what happened. I went on and moved on to different things, you know, reviews and whatnot. And the way that Final Cut Pro works is it creates a library for you. Each, each like video piece that you do is contained in one container. It contains the project and the media files, depending on how you set it up. But that's what I did. And somehow that got cleaned or purged or something like that. I, you know, I'm pointing the fingers back at me. It ended up in my bit bucket somehow deleted. And this is, this is a video project that I finished. You know, I'd never delete that. I would never, ever delete that on purpose. So I don't know how that happened. Now, I was fortunate that I have a Synology NAS. Now, on this laptop, I'm using a Synology product that you can download for free when you use one of their NAS. Um, is a product called Cloud Station Backup. Now, it sits as a service on your PC, your Mac, your laptop, whatever, and you tell it which targets to back up, and it does. It backs it up, and it versions, and it keeps it for X amount of days that you want to do it, and I have it set for, like, keep it forever. You know, keep as much as humanly possible, because I'm only backing up certain targets, right? Like desktop documents, pictures, movies. That's where this one was, movies. So you can back up exactly what you want. You can use filters to get all this stuff sorted out for you. You can do it real time and it's incremental. So it makes incremental updates as files are added and the latest version is always there, right? So if you make uh, a change to something and it's almost like Time Machine if you're used to using uh, Apple's Time Machine product, but I like it much better. To me, it's less hokey, right? Time Machine, to me, is a gimmicky type backup product to make backups seem neat and cool and flowing through time. I don't care about that. This gives me a calendar bar on the bottom of the software, and it shows me with uh, kind of bar graphs what I've got on like April 1st, what I've got on March 1st, and all those days in between, right? All the little incremental updates. And I can go through by uh, directory as well. So I just opened CloudStation Backup and went into the restore 
routine and just started digging around. I was like, well, I, I need I know where the file was. So I need to just go back in time, find it, and see if it's there. I have no idea if it's there. And it did. And I went back in time and I found it. I, I should have wrote down exactly what day that was. I don't know if it would have made any difference. I mean, it was there one day and it was not the next. So obviously I drug it into the trash can and recycled it and it got filtered through. When I came back around to find it and to finalize it, it was gone. But I took that one container, dropped it right back into my movies files, opened up Final Cut Pro, and bam, I was able to make some last minute tweaks on the video, last second tweaks on it, and published it and gave it to my boys. And they have the video of their vacation. Now, how cool is that? So thank you, Synology. Cloud Station Backup. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to just show you all the backup options that are available on this NAS. Now, you can also use it as a target for a time machine on Mac OS if you want to do that. You just, one little tick box, and when you start time machine, it'll find it automatically. All that data goes to the to the Synology NAS. You don't have to worry about doing anything it has all kinds of little things like that to back up. So it's got so much backup and data recovery options. It's, it's mind-blowing. You need to go check that out. Okay, so I've got a couple of things going on. I've got a couple of new videos for you. I recently took a look at a new sprinkler system for my home. A sprinkler system, I mean an, like an automate, automated um, irrigation sprinkler system for your front yard and your backyard. Last year, I had actually did a Kickstarter. I don't even remember how long ago this has been. But I did a Kickstarter for the Spruce product, and it was for SmartThing, SmartThings only. You had to have a SmartThings hub in order to use this thing. And I did, and I thought this is going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. I actually talked with the developer, the owner of the product, in uh, at CES and he showed me some prototypes and he was excited about it and I was excited about it and finally got the Kickstarter it arrived he actually sent me a, a soil sensor extra and I, I messed with that I put all of this on YouTube as a video on the spruce device itself and that's pretty much where it stopped I had a lot of trouble with it until I finally figured out the little nuances of it and how to make it and how to make it purr and, and go really. It was it's a product that is super intelligent. And at that point in time, it was a product that was meant to be used with the soil sensors making a lot of the decisions for you. I had one soil sensor, and I had trouble with it. I think I had some water intrusion. I had a lot of battery issues. And I had a lot of communication issues with that soil sensor. So that led the automated sprinkler system, the brains of it, to not make the best decisions for my yard. So I had to go to kind of a forced schedule and I did the schedule. And when you do that, it also tried to like save water and do things for you. It was really, really intelligent. And I liked a lot of things that it did. For instance, it would, it would ask you, 
let's let's keep it simple here like you have five zones and it would ask you what your soil is on on each zone so let's say for instance it's all like clay clay soil right well clay does not absorb water as fast as a sandy loam or a sandy soil will so the sprinkler system doesn't want to dump 15 minutes of watering at a time on each zone. You know, usually you go 15 minutes zone one, 15 minutes zone two, and so on and so forth. But it doesn't want to do that. So it would go, keep it simple, five minutes on zone one, five minutes zone two, zone three, zone four, zone five, and it would cycle back through and give another five minutes to each zone until it reached 15 minutes for each zone. And that gave the soil some time to absorb. Now, I'm I'm sure other sprinkler systems do this as well, but you know this was new to me, and it, it was a great product. It really was a great product. And but it technically, to me, worked better with sensors. You know, the sensor was sticking in the ground, and it would tell you, "Hey, I'm dry," or "Hey, I need water. Let's go." Of course, it talked to the internet, and you could do things with it um, with the Smart Things platform. And I never put smarts to it right it was just it was a sprinkler system i just wanted it to be smart and not water the lawn after we had two inches of rain yeah that's kind of all i wanted i didn't i didn't want to go crazy i didn't want to go hog wild i also wanted to be able to from the app in my front yard turn on zone two and and check the heads right check the spray patterns i wanted to be able to do that instead of walking all the way back to the garage you know, programming zone two and tap, 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 three minutes and then cranking it back to run and then run around there. And as soon as you're, you know, taking adjustments of a head, you know, they drop back into the ground. Like, ah, then you got to run back to the garage. So I wanted, I wanted smarts. I wanted the app to work with that. And it, and it did for, for, it, it did. It was just quirky. It was very quirky. Now, these guys, Spruce, have released Generation 2. Generation 2 is going for $250 for a 16 zone. And let's see, each soil sensor is $60. You can get a two-pack for $110. So you're going to save a little money there. You get a four-pack for $210. Wow. It's a lot of money, guys. It's a lot of money. And I still have this other one. So they sent an email to all of the first, first-gen owners of Spruce to introduce the new product and, you know, to show it off. And I'm reading and I'm like, wow, this looks nice. It looks better. There's a new design. There's a new design for the soil sensors. It now has Wi-Fi. So I don't have to be tied to smart things to use it although it still has a Zigbee radio, and each soil sensor has a Zigbee radio in it. So I assume that maybe the soil sensors can talk back to the spruce via Zigbee as a mesh, and I can talk to the spruce via Wi-Fi. And I don't don't know that for sure, but that's what I'm thinking is going to happen here. And I was like, oh, this is great. I wonder if they're going to give, like, us Gen 1 the guys that like finance this project uh, via Kickstarter, I wonder if they're going to give us a break. Well, they are. 
Estimated shipping mid-May 2017. Um, Okay, so it says estimated shipping week of May 22nd. So these guys are shipping. But I was kind of, I don't know. Am am I being a little selfish about being a little miffed for a 10% discount? I don't know. I don't want to be selfish, but I'm thinking that I struggled through this first product, and maybe that's worth more than ten percent. If I've got to throw down another two hundred bucks, right? So I was a little miffed, and I had a a company send me. I didn't not uh, not because of this, not because of this at all. I had already had this arranged from CES, Rachio. That's R-A-C-H-I-O. And believe me, in this video that I made, I mispronounced it at least a dozen times. So those guys are never sending me anything else again. I can't even pronounce their name. But Rachio, you've seen this, man. This thing is in Best Buy. I'm sure it's in every big box store known to mankind. Target. I don't know if it's in Target. I know it's in Best Buy. I've seen it there. Big time on Amazon. I see it on Woot.com a lot. Well, they just released a Gen 2 of their box. And maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm taking this a little too personal. Because, I mean, Rachio just released a Gen 2. But from what I understand, Gen 1 of the Rachio worked pretty good. I, I would like your feedback on this. I'm, I've got a post in... Let me see. Let's do, I'll do a brand new post on Reset24 in the new Reset Forums, resetforums.com. Actually, it's homeservershow.com slash forums, but resetforums.com will go there as well. So go check that out and let's discuss this. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm taking it too personal. I Did Rachio send out discount coupons? Maybe they sent out 10% coupons to Gen 1 owners. Did that, did that, make you mad maybe i need to research a little bit how much did they improve the product i'm open to discuss that with you guys if you would like Uh, we'll do that on reset forums so now to the video go out to the youtube channel and uh and watch my it's i did an unbox i mounted it on the wall i cleaned up my wall and i fired up some sprinklers i did the you know a to z kind of uh look at this thing the only thing that i haven't done and i've honestly yet to do is get into a, a schedule routine with it. Now, I'll tell you why. It's because we're going to talk about this in a little while. It's I'm putting in a pool, and I've got some work to do on the sprinkler system. So I've yet to test the scheduling, but I'm going to. So far, it's been quite nice. It's Wi-Fi. It's on the other end of the house, away from my Wi-Fi, and it seems to communicate just fine. Speaking of Wi-Fi, we're going to be talking about how it is communicating just fine. <laughs> but it's it's a very elegant looking device. It does have a couple of cons to it. The cover is hard to get off when you're in the garage. That, that could be by design, but it's hard to get, it's hard to get off. And you have to take it off if you want to do manual. Uh, watering with like, like let's say the flowers look dry 
fire up the flower bed for X amount of minutes. Boom, go. So it's hard to do that, the cover, but that's being nitpicky. I mean, this thing is so simple to install. You take your old wires and you just shove them into the little wiring uh, harness, the little panel, and it works perfectly. It's a one-handed operation. I, even, I held a camera at one point and slid a wire in. It was so easy to do. Really, really easy. So, I mean, I would totally, totally recommend the Rachio product to anybody who has a, an automatic sprinkler system and uh, without pause. And I know a lot of you guys have given me feedback already. Even on your Gen 1s, I heard you, that you love your Gen 1s. And so we'll discuss that in the forums. And I'll try to follow back up on that and tell you how I'm doing with my uh, sprinkler system. Now, the reason it is connecting so well via Wi-Fi is because I'm using the Netgear Orbi product. Now, I'm back on the Orbi after, let's see, I'm not even going to go through all the Wi-Fi access points I've been through in the last year. It's been several, and it's it's painful, and it's painful for my family. I don't even tell them anymore. I'm just like, no, no, everything's fine. I don't know why you're having issues. Uh, okay, back on the Orbi. I have, let's see, what package do I have? Because there's a lot of model numbers now. I have the RBK50. Now, that, that's the original Orbi. That comes with the router, and that comes with one satellite. Now, they do have... Uh, an RBK-53 that comes with two satellites. I wish I had that. I wish I had an additional satellite. But Netgear has is coming to our aid, and they have some new satellites, and they got some new packages. So the reason I've got back onto it is I purchased an add-on Orbi wall plug. That's a lot to say, an add-on Orbi wall plug satellite. It's the RBW-30. It's 150 bucks at Amazon. And wall plug, that's exactly what it is. It has zero Ethernet on it. You can't dangle anything off of it. But it is meant to go on the fringe of your network to add, let's see, it adds an additional, I think, 1,500 feet? Yes, 1,500 square feet of high-performance Wi-Fi at AC2200. You just plug it in and synchronize it. It's really kind of neat. And I'll, I've got a YouTube on it, and I'll show you the size of it, because it's smaller than I thought it would be. I thought this thing was going to be kind of massive to get what it needed to do to get it done, because let's face it, Orbi is a, it's a pretty powerful product. And I don't know if we've talked about it here, but we've definitely talked about it in the forums. Resetforums.com. You can look up the Wi-Fi section there. Orbi kills it. Orbi does a really good job cutting through walls and extra rooms. And it's it's really a good product. It really is. So at one point, I thought I was having coverage issues. And I thought, oh, this will be perfect. 1,500 square feet. I'm going to place this in this little corner. And it's going to be great. So I'm now running... Necker Orbi as my router. My router is in my great room. I have the coax kind of jumped up to the great room in order to get, you know, to have the router Wi-Fi integrated package right there in, in the great room, in the, in the spot we're always at. Now, prior to this, I was having issues because 
in order to use one of these Wi-Fi systems, that is a Wi-Fi router, I mean, it's a router and an access point all in one. In order to use that, it needs to be by your cable modem. Well, my cable modem has always been in the basement where the wiring comes in. That's not working. So I wired it all up to come up to the great room, and that Ethernet cable from that goes to a switch, and then that goes down, back down to the basement and lights up the rest of the house with Ethernet. So everything runs just fine. I've ran a numerous amounts of uh, manufacturer's access points via this way. I've got a Netgear cable modem. It didn't do that on purpose. I was just getting tired of those Aris cable modems, which I personally think are crap. And I know a lot of you guys are running those, but I had a lot of trouble with them. And I'm running the Netgear. So I'm running the Netgear Orbi as well, and everything's been running really smoothly. Now, for a long time with those Aeros cable modems, I would have cutouts of internet service. The, the, the modem would just go down. It would still show link, but it would lose TCP IP connection. So some part of uh, the network of, I, I assume it's their fault, not my fault, was being jicky. Now, I don't know if it's wiring or what, but something was going wrong. And for a while now, I'm, you know, knock on wood, everything's been running pretty smoothly. So I have that Orbi on the main floor. I have the satellite. Uh, this is the big satellite of the RBK50 product itself. That satellite is called an RBS50. That's an add-on if you want to purchase that individually. I have that upstairs in my office. I can see it visually right now. It's plugged in to uh, a wall adapter for power, and that's it. There is nothing else. No, yeah, that's it. There's no Ethernet cable going off of this thing. It does not communicate back down to the main hub via Ethernet. It communicates on a separate 5.8 gigahertz radio. So... I also have, the the office is also wired Ethernet. So everything I'm talking on, every computer in this room is hooked up via Ethernet. But I have devices everywhere that I use on a day-to-day -day basis to do my YouTubes and to do this project I do here. I've, I'm staring at a Surface 3 that I have on my desk at all times. And it's going over Wi-Fi, so it's talking to the Orbi. I have a Surface 2 on my review desk that I use for information and things. To It's off camera, so I can read information, and it's just sitting there nice. And uh, can you believe it? A Surface 2. I use it every day. It's crazy. Every day. When I take phones up here, when the boys have their iPads upstairs, it's it, it covers pretty much this second floor. But I had some fringe areas I wanted to cover. Now, I used to do this with the Eero system. Because Eero, I had six of those bad boys. And you could just, I mean, just here, take an Eero. You, you over there, take an Eero. Everybody has an access point. I, would, I threw those things everywhere. And they, for the most part, they worked really well. I had a lot of trouble with one iPhone in my family that was giving me a lot of grief. The other thing about the Eero that I had trouble with is when said cable company dropped my connection. Remember I told you they would drop the connection. They would drop the TCP IP 
portion of the network. When that happened, the Eros would freak out. I don't know why, but they would freak out. And some of them would go red. Some of them took a very long time to come back. Some of them just didn't come back at all. I don't know if that's improved or not. I don't know if it's gotten worse or not. But that was driving me bazonkers. Because I love the Eero system. I love the access point system. And I like I love the app. I like knowing which access point I'm talking to. If I'm in a certain room, I like to know. So I don't know why. I'm just freak about that information. Now, the Orbi, the RBW30 wall plug add-on works really well. I got it to sync. It flashed. It updated its firmware. And it is on the wall and it's going. Now, where I've positioned it, I'm kind of painting my driveway and my front yard, kind of a corner piece of my yard with beautiful, warm Wi-Fi. <laughs> so when I'm in that portion of the yard, it's all painted up and it's very strong, very good signal. That also helps me when I'm pulling in and pulling out. Sometimes I'm sitting in the car and I'm trying to do something on my network, like maybe I'm in smart things and I'm trying to do something, lock a door, unlock a door, whatever. And it's struggling to connect to Wi-Fi. And you know, I, I just hate that. I'm sitting on the driveway and she's, someone's yelling at you. I said, she, yes, my wife is yelling at me, unlock the door, I need to go in. And it's trying to connect to Wi-Fi. And it's struggling, and it won't, and it's not defaulting over to LTE yet, because it's trying to connect to Wi-Fi. So, that kills me. And, of course, you get blamed for that, right? It's your crappy automation software, hardware that you spent so much money on. It's, it's, it's laughable, but it happens when you have spotty-covered Wi-Fi in your driveway. Your phone sees it, connects to it, and just can't talk. So, lighten it up. And I'm doing that with this RBW30. So that's working. That's working really well. I like that. I do need to put some Wi-Fi in different places. And we're not even talking about the basement yet. Now, the Great Room access point paints a pretty good path of Wi-Fi, especially even to the basement. But I would like to offer you know, the, the devices that are down there, a little, a little warmer signal, right? A little, a little hotter Wi-Fi down there and, and good speeds. So there is money to be spent on Netgear should I choose to go that route. I even would like another RBW30 to uh, add on another little area of the house that I would like to do. Now, the reason I am waffling so much about Wi-Fi is going to lead me into my next topic. We are putting in a pool. In my, in my last house, we had a pool. And we've been in this house. It'll be, it'll be, it's about 10 months right now. We're almost a year. And we've been waiting to put in the pool. And that starts digging next week. I'm happy to say we are at that point. We're going to start digging a hole, drop a pool in, and 
we're not going to swim just yet, but we're putting in a pool house and it's going to have an outdoor seating area and, uh, you know, some nice comfy area for eating and congregating. And it's, there's going to be a changing room. There's going to be a bathroom and there's going to be an outdoor storage area all built in what we call a pool house, right? Well, obviously I'm going to want Wi-Fi out there. I don't want to tag on to the house Wi-Fi. I want to have, like I said earlier, this beautiful warm Wi-Fi spraying all over the place in this pool house area. So if you're sitting out there, you can be connected. And if there's guests, they can jump on the guest network and they can be connected. I want it, I want lots of Wi-Fi, right? I want it painted up. I want it hot. So I don't yet know how to do that because, I mean, I don't want to put an access point inside of the dressing room, right? That's not going to, I mean, I might as well just connect to the house through the windows, right? I don't want it to be like that. I would like something to be outside. That would be kind of nice if it was outside. But I also would like that Wi-Fi to connect back to the main network via Ethernet. That's where I'm having a problem with the Netgear system. And if, you know, if Netgear connected back via Ethernet backhaul, it it would be hands down the best product. You would not need to go anywhere else, I don't think, except for its app. Did I talk about the app yet? No, I went straight into pool tech and didn't even talk about the app. It is atrocious. It is embarrassing. Embarrassing for Netgear to put this Netgear Orbi app in front of me after I've paid a lot of money for Orbi and its great Wi-Fi coverage. That app is abysmal. Netgear, you should be ashamed of yourself putting that app out. I that would be my number one priority is to get that thing fixed and get it looking good and Oh, it's abysmal. It's abysmal, guys. I mean, if you know how to do it better than I do, if I'm missing something, please chat with me. Reset FM, uh, Reset FM, ResetForums.com. Please chat with me on that because it is a horrible app. Horrible. Pool Tech. Yes, I said Pool Tech earlier. Not only are we going to have Wi-Fi out there, I want, I want to tech this place up, right? I want, I'm going to have sensors on it cameras. I need to have some cameras, not in the changing room, but outside. I don't want the deer and the all the rest of the little wildlife around here, you know, opening the pool cover and having a good time. So I want some cameras going. I don't know if I should go with Arlo Pro, if I should just go with uh, Synology Surveillance Station and do something like that don't know what to do. I like to constantly monitor cameras. And that doesn't work very well with Arlo Pro. It works well with recording the action and then notifying you about it and then you watching it, right? Action that's already recorded. I like just 
to be able to have a screen in front of me with cameras. And if I hear the doorbell tone, I can look at a camera, right? So I I know I'm different. I know a lot of folks are into the cloud recording of their cameras, and that's how it's going these days. And me, I have a Synology NAS with four drives in it, and it's just getting hammered with camera footage. And that's how I like it, honestly. So pool tech. I'm going to have an outdoor TV. I would like to watch local channels. I would like to get me some Roku action. Uh, I would probably like to do slideshows and stuff out there just to have things running. I need music, guys. I'm going to need some external speakers. I would love to be able to say, hey, A-L-E-X-A. I would love to be able to do that to queue up a playlist. So, I have, there's a lot to be done. And honestly, I'm going to really have to kind of eke this in a little bit at a time because I don't know if the, you know, the CEO slash COO slash CFO of the house really knows about the budget that I kind of intend to do pool tech. I think she just expects this stuff to fly out of my closets, which some of it can. I mean, some of it can, honestly, but some of it cannot. So pool tech, I would like to start a new topic in the reset forums and just bounce some ideas off of you guys. I have taken it upon myself to not allow an electrician to do my wiring, which I don't like to do. I like to do it myself. So I'm thinking, hey, I need to pull a coax. I need to pull a couple of cat sixes, right? So I there's a lot to do. Pull tech, I'm genuinely excited to do this. And it starts next week. We are recording this on Friday, May 19. So when I, when I say next week, if you're listening to this on the next week, yeah, I may be out there with a shovel digging a hole for a pool. Or I may not. <laughs> I'm not digging a hole for a pool. I'm going to have a good time with this. And I'm also contemplating, contemplating. I say contemplating because I get my best thinking done on my mower these days. I've I've recently, I, I used to podcast. I would listen to podcasts on the mower. But recently, I sit on that mower and I make the laps and I just conjure up things to do, right? So my latest conjuring was to vlog this process. Vlog. Did you get that video log, vlog, vlog, not a blog, but a vlog, and do this on YouTube. I don't know how successful this will be, but I think in doing it, I will I will have the master files that I can at least keep forever for my kids, right? They're going to be at school when this pool is dug. They have one more week of school, so they're not even going to see the big digger in their backyard. And that's pretty cool to an eight-year-old, right? So of course I have to video this. But I would also like to, maybe I should time-lapse it. Maybe I should time-lapse the whole thing. Maybe I should, like, 
talk to some of the guys. Maybe I should show you some intricate details, not just a time lapse of the whole thing, but, you know, some of the tech that we're going to be putting into the pool. It's going to be brand new. It's going to be nice looking. It, I think it deserves a little video. So I'm thinking about doing a vlog. So if you'd be interested in that, that'd be cool. I don't know that it will get a lot of traffic, but I think I think it would do fairly well, right? Get a video log of the pool going in. Uh, scares me to take on a project like that. It's awful personal, but I think it would be fun. I think I would like to try that. Okay, we'll, we'll try that. One thing I've bought in the past, past, well, this past couple of weeks, actually, is that brand new Lady in the Can, who shall not be named, A-L-E-X-A, show. I bought one of those. I'm pre-ordered. Did you pre-order one? I would like to talk to you about it. If you did, let's chat about it on the forums. I was excited about this. I I personally like the screen. I have been wanting this. If you have followed me and you've followed everything I've done from CES to now, you may remember that I talked about a product at CES that was supposed to get the first screen for ALEXA. It was Nucleus, which is a product that installs on your wall. It also, they were also showing a, a product that would sit in your kitchen with a base. And it was going to support what they called Amazon cards. And it was going to have ALEXA, you know, show you information. I was so stoked about that. I, I called that my win of the internet. I mean, my win of CES. It was my top thing because I was so excited about it. I, I know the future for this product, and it is good. It's going to be a great product. Now, a lot of folks don't think that way. They thought it was a little obtuse looking, a little ugly, a little basic looking. And I'm just thinking when this device comes in, when this device hits my desk in my kitchen, it is going to sound superb. It is going to sound good, guys. I can guarantee you that it is going to sound good. You know that they have to be thinking. It has to sound better than the one we have today. The one we have today sounds pretty decent. Now, it doesn't fill a room with just booming bass and perfect highs. No, it doesn't. But it sounds decent, right? It's not a Sonos, which... I think is who they're going to be going after with better sound. I think they're going to get there. I think it's going to sound fabulous. And also it's going to be visually enticing. It's going to show us things. And I am super excited about this. We are an Amazon household. And it pains me that the Google Home is getting calling because I am a Project Fi customer, and I really like that. I really would like to be able to say, hey, keyword, call mom. You know, they say that it will recognize voices and use different accounts and different contacts for that mom that you just asked to call. 
that is fantastic. This technology is just exploding. And now Microsoft's getting in on the game with Cortana and Harman Kardon. It's, it's, it's exploding. It's exciting. I love this stuff. I have loved and owned the ALEXA since day one, and I will continue to do so. And it does pain me that other products are getting other features because I really, really want to have the, you know, the most well-rounded product. But what we do with the ALEXA is the most is music. And we are an Amazon music family and my kids play it nonstop. They have one in their room. So I'm excited to get that in. Of course, I'm going to show you that on YouTube. I'll get that going as soon as I get it. The day that it comes out, I hope I'm not traveling or doing anything silly. I want to be right here waiting with the cameras, just practically rolling so I can run upstairs and unbox it. I definitely want to take a good look at that for you. It's one of my more popular topics on YouTube. Hundreds of thousands of views on one of them. Just like, I think it was the uh, Google Home versus Amazon Alexa. Thousands of views. Uh, it's it's awesome. So I'm really excited about that. I would like to have that out in my pool tech area. Now, one thing that I'm going to, I'm going to work with the builder on maybe something last minute to figure out the issue that I'm having with all of this external accessed technology in an area that is outside, right? It's a pool house. I'm going to have a TV outside on the wall. It's going to be protected from direct elements. But I don't necessarily want to have, you know, an ALEXA sitting on a counter I don't want to have, uh, you know, like maybe an Eero access point or an Orbi access point sitting on a counter. I don't want that. I know, I know, I know, I know. You guys are going to hit me with ubiquity. Get something mounted and get it in the air. I know. And I know that's probably the way to go. But I don't know if that's the way I want to go. I, I don't know yet. So I'm really struggling on my pool tech and all this stuff to do. I can, you know, I can mount the uh, the Roku on the back of the TV. If the TV walks off, if someone takes the time to pop it off its mount, you know, I can mount it to the wall and kind of lock it in with set screws, right? You've all, I assume all of you have mounted a TV on your own before. If they take the time to do that, then probably so be it. I'm not going to rush down there with a beaten stick and try to beat them off of it. I'll just record them on video and uh, you know show it to the police. But I'm still struggling with the tech. And maybe, maybe you have the answer for me. Maybe you've done this before. So pool tech, the pool build vlog, we'll have we'll have a good time. And I, you know, I want to time lapse it. I want to do all kinds of fun stuff with cameras. I want to fly it with a drone, take all kinds of cool pictures and just have a good time with it. So let me know if you'd be interested in that. And I'm still contemplating that. I will probably shoot next week video and then kind of go from there if I'm going to make all of that public. There's so much more to talk about on Reset. And I've gone, goodness, 47 minutes on my own just blabbing. So I appreciate you listening to me on Reset. Go back and get a couple of those old episodes. There's a lot of good stuff out there in the library. So I've had a lot of 
help, honestly. Uh, like I said, with uh, like that Ecobee episode, and now Ecobee has A-L-E-X-A. That's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Don't forget the Patreon, patreon.com slash David McCabe. I want you to have one of these reset stickers that I'm holding in my hand. Please be a patron. Go get one of those. I'll give you a shout out. And I'm getting real far behind on my personal uh, conversations with my patrons. I apologize for that. We will get something going. School is almost out. It's going to get hectic. It really is. My life is already hectic, but it's about to get double that. But we're going to have a good time. I look forward to chatting with you. And we'll see you out in the forums. And we'll see you back here next week on Reset. Thanks for listening. This has been Reset, a member of the Geeks Network. Check out thegeeksnetwork.com for more great podcasts and forums. Reset can be found at mccabe.io, youtube.com slash David McCabe for the videos, and on Twitter at McCabe.io. Intro and outro music by Daryl Lee. Find Daryl Lee at soundcloud.com, Daryl Music. That's D-E-R-L-E-E, music. Support of this podcast can be done at patreon.com slash David McCabe. And if you wouldn't mind, throw a couple stars out there on iTunes if you get a chance to. Thank you for supporting, and I'll see you next week on Reset. Reset.